So Dan. Yes. I hear he came in today and he says, <laughs> I drove home last night because we had finished recording last night because we we're kind of loading up on these before mm-hmm. the holidays so we can take next few weeks off. You said you drove home doing what? Well, I was thinking about other great works of classic literature that we could fill with Muppets because that feels like something we did not give enough time to. Yes, I legitimately thought of one of my own. Really? The worst I could possibly think of. Okay, I, I also thought we'll of the have worst the same one. we could possibly... Do you want to okay. go first or second? I'll go first, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. Of Mice and Men. <laughs> oh, who's the human? We get Christian Bale as George. Okay. Lenny is Sweetums. That's actually... It's actually perfect, okay. right? Okay. And you know, uh-huh. he, because he loves, he accidentally crushes Bean the Bunny to yep. death. Uh-huh. And then at some point... Oh, spoilers for Of Mice and Men. Accidentally yes. murders Prairie Dawn. Yep. And then Christian Bale has to shoot him in the back has of the head shoot. like a horse. Isn't isn't it... I mean, Sweetums is such a great casting for that, but yeah. isn't it funnier <laughs> if it's someone else? If it's Pepe the Prawn? Yes. <laughs> There's not a person that has watched The Muppets who hasn't wanted to murder Pepe at one point. Yeah. So, you know. I wish I could do a good Pepe voice. Yes. So I could say, tell me about the rabbits, George. Yes. But. All right. Do you want to know mine? Yes, I do. The New Testament. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me that the one human is Judas. Uh, I was going to do the one human as Jesus. Oh, okay. Right? Your version isn't as dark as mine. It makes it more sacrilegious. More sacrilegious. Yes, if the human yes. is Jesus, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's, do we want to cast the apostles? Because I desperately want to cast the Okay, go the ahead. Apostles. We're past the holidays, so it's it's no longer as blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's less, it's, I think it's less blasphemous. More sacrilegious and less blasphemous. Okay, okay, if, that's if, true. That's true. Yeah. Jesus is the human. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is it like, are we doing the whole life story? I don't know. Because that you know. immediately implies Kermit and Piggy as Mary and Joseph. <laughs> and I, I thought we were going to hell last time. <laughs> this is so much worse. Is, uh, I mean, Animal Legion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, makes that, sense. That works pretty well, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Boy, everyone in the room is staring at us. <laughs> They're very upset. You, you to said be here you right had now. the worst piece of yes. literature possible, and I, I, I believe think, I have I beaten think you. You've beaten me. I do believe I have beaten you. Like, yeah, you know, Peter the Apostle is Gonzo. Is just, you know, my version mm-hmm. would make everyone sad. Mm-hmm. Your version will make everyone hate us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, part of me really just wants to fill out most of the core apostles with Doctor Teeth. And the electric mayhem, right? As the apostles. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I think that that would be Okay. Great. Which is a thematic disconnect with yeah. animal being legion, but... Well, there you are. There you are. Now, I mean, there could be worse. Okay. Night, Ely Vissel. <laughs> is that worse? Oh, man. Um, boy. Is that so bad that we shouldn't even talk about it? That is probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel worse yeah. making jokes about night than I do about the New Testament. So no, there we will you are. not do that. Mm-hmm. 
It's a good book. Yeah, it is a good book. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the little boy would have to be the the one human in it, but yeah. So but that's as far as I'll go with night. I'm not supposed to be the one that is able to come up with the dark, twisted things. <laughs> okay, okay. How about Paradise by Toni Morrison? I haven't read Paradise. I've only read Beloved. Beloved would also be a good one. Yeah. Paradise has one of my favorite opening lines of all time. Mm-hmm. They shoot the white woman first. Okay. Yeah. That would be now, a rough we, start to a Muppet movie. Can we talk about awesome ones? Yes. Because you say Paradise, and I think Paradise Lost with the Muppets. Paradise would be Lost with the Muppets. pretty awesome. It would be. You know, Inferno is probably better. Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno is probably better because, mm-hmm. you know, walking through the circles of hell. So yeah. I guess our main character is the human guy. Yes. Yes. Any particular casting you want for that? Because uh, I'm go leaning towards Inferno? Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that's not bad. Right? That's not bad. Chris Hemsworth gets taken through hell by the Muppets. Escorted through hell by the Muppets. Because I think that's actually pretty awesome. I think right? that that one has legs. The thing about this is good Muppet movies are a series of wacky vignettes. Mm-hmm. And is it Achilles who takes him through? Who is it that takes him through? It's been forever since I read I Inf- remember. Inferno. Peanut Gallery. Assuming that you're still speaking to us. Yes. Uh-huh. Who's the guide through Inferno? It's uh, it's one of the philosophers. Yeah, it's like... Virgil. Virgil. Yep, yep. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. That, Virgil. Virgil. That, Gonzo? Gonzo is Virgil is pretty good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It would have to be Gonzo and Rizzo. Uh-huh. Yeah, together. You know, uh-huh. it's Virgil and... Or Rizzo's playing a different role in each of the circles of hell, and then you finally get to the center... Yeah. Rizzo's Satan. That could work. Yeah. Yeah, that's Inferno, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Inferno's Satan in the middle. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's Inferno, right? Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Similarly awesome. Mm-hmm. How is there, how is there mm-hmm. not a Muppet Pride and Prejudice? Oh, wow. Because there's not enough female Muppets? <laughs> well, no, because I think Jane mm-hmm. would be the human. Okay. You know, Jane is the human. Torn between. Wait. Lizzie. Lizzie. Torn between, you know, a Muppet Darcy and a Muppet Wickham. Okay. Like, you could just get Karen Knightley to reprise her role. <laughs> and do the same thing. Use the same script. Same script. <laughs> just remake it completely. You know that's where Airplane came from? Have you heard the story of Airplane, the movie? Mm-hmm. For yeah. those who don't know, they just bought a script that was not meant to be a comedy. Filmed yeah. it mostly just straight as it was in the script with jokes added in. Mm-hmm. And it it works yep. really well. And so you uh, st- the original was called Airport, yes. I think. And so we just get the exact script of mm-hmm. the early 2000s Kara Knightley, Pride and Prejudice. And then we, you know, I mean, Miss Piggy is just a perfect mom. Yeah. Right? Like, she's even kind of that character. So you've got yeah. Miss Piggy she's and... kind of that already, which implies then that Kermit, Kermit is, yeah, the father is the father rather than Darcy, which I think works. Yes, yes. We don't... Romance and Kermit, yeah. just... It's it's not interesting. The, right? the most Darcy-esque of mm-hmm. the Muppets is Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle? But is he, <laughs> he is too not a wooden throb. to really work? He might be a better Wickham. <laughs> right? Wouldn't he? <laughs> you know? Yeah, as the soldier. No, actually, he's what's his name? He's he's Collins. Oh, he's yes. just a brilliant Collins. Oh, he's a great Collins. Yeah. Okay, you know, it has been brought to my attention. <laughs> you know, you that- are all weirdos. 
Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Which Muppet makes the best Mr. Darcy then? Which Muppet makes the Miss Ah Sweetums? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but he could be in it somewhere. He could definitely be in it. But who makes an actual like if we were doing this at that point, like the only Muppet with the charisma to be a lead that's left is Gonzo. Yeah. Is it funny to have Mr. Darcy be Gonzo and he's trying and he's being all aloof? Maybe the funny one mm-hmm. is Fozzie as Darcy, who is trying to put on this very stern facade. And then okay. as soon as she leaves the room, he's like, oh, it's waka waka. Like, I have yeah. to start cracking jokes. I'm going crazy. Ah, that could work. That could work. Maybe. That could maybe work. I can go with that. Yeah. 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 And we can make Wickham animal because the whole story is about how awful Wickham is and she doesn't see it. And so it's like, which one will you choose? Here's Mr. Wickham. And he's like, (laughs) or, you know. She falls for him instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Darcy, who's over here, you know, in, in, you know. Trying so hard hard. to be uh, Mm -hmm. serious and stern. Mm -hmm. I think animal is is a better Wickham. But my Uh other pitch for Wickham is Lou Zealand, the boomerang fish thrower. Oh, yeah. Just because that's slightly soldier-esque, that's, right? That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Who plays Jane? Jane? The older s- I mean, sister confidant. Got, who are the other Yeah. Who are the other There's not a lot women of... Muppets? There's the pig they added to the Muppet talk show thing that mm-hmm. ran a couple years ago. There's what's her name in the band? What's her name in the band? Who I now can't remember and I she feel probably terrible about. has to be She's like the only other if you say Female Muppet. That's the only other one the anyone only can other name. One. There's Skeeter. Janice. Janice is is the one in the band. Skeeter oh. from Muppet Babies. Skeeter from Muppet Babies. That's how few yeah. famous women Muppets there are. She is, is. They had to make one up to do Muppet Babies. Yeah. Wow. She would be really good as which is the one that can't play the piano very well, or who is the does the cobra dance in the. The awkward oh, sister. Oh, the youngest sister. Not, no, not the youngest. Oh, is she the youngest? Yeah, yeah, the youngest. I think she's the youngest Not one. the one who runs off with Wickham. Not Kitty, but the other one. Mary? Mary. Mary Bennett, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. is it funnier if Gonzo is Kitty? Is Kitty in yeah. a wig? Uh-huh. <laughs> we do our Muppet drag version yeah. of Pride and Prejudice? Mm-hmm. Actually, yes, it probably is. Or he's just a dude and we make, you know, Wickham by... And it's just like, you know. Yeah, that mm-hmm. could also work. Yeah. <laughs> Would Rolf be a better Darcy? Rolf might be, but Rolf has like too sincere, right? Like, I don't know. Darcy, you kind of have to hate at the start, and I cannot hate Rolf. Okay. Nothing could make me hate Rolf. So here's mm-hmm. my final left field pitch for this. Okay. If we want to embrace the true weirdness. Uh-huh. Darcy is the Swedish chef. <laughs> we're trying to make this one actually legit, right? Um, well, we were. We were until the Swedish until chef. Until I imagined him kind of with his nose in the air looking away from her, mm-hmm. going... All right, all right. Okay. Stormlight Archive. Stormlight Archive. Okay. Who's the human in Stormlight Archive? Who's our Archive? one human? Who's our one human? I mean, it should be mm-hmm. Kaladin or Dalinar or Shallan, yes. right? Yes. I want to say that the one human is Syl because that's the worst way to do it. Yes. But, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. The one human, 
I think it's got to be Kaladin. It's probably got to be Kaladin. Yeah. If you want to tell a real story, it's Kaladin. Mm-hmm. And then Electra Mayhem is just Bridge Four. <laughs> yes. Right? Which yeah. would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Teeth. Yeah. As Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Floyd as Lopin. All right. Then Gonzo probably has to be Dalinar. Gonzo? Yeah. I feel bad that we're not casting Kermit in any of these main roles, but he has been a less interesting character yeah. since the 90s. Yeah. Like, Kermit could work. Kermit could work. As like I a mean, v- very tortured Kermit as Dalinar. A very Dalinar. tortured Kermit as Dalinar. Yeah. You could have a tortured Kermit as Dalinar. Like you have to do Adolin and Renarin, right? In that case. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we do have like... Part of the Stormlight Archive is Navani kind of chasing Dalinar. Mm-hmm. And that fits the Muppet persona of Miss Piggy. It does. You know. Man. You know who would be the best Adolin? Who? Is Sir Didymus from Labyrinth. He counts as a Muppet, right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. remember who that is, right? He's the yeah. kind oh, he's of the little dog, dog guy dog, yeah. that rides on a different yeah. dog. No, and he's great. Surrounded by goblins, and he says, fine, I accept your surrender. Yes. And that's yes. totally Adolin. He's a better Dalinar in some ways, but yeah. No, that's that's not that's not terrible. Okay. It's not terrible. I don't think we're getting as far on this one as Pride and Prejudice. I think Pride and Prejudice no. Pride and Prejudice Muppets. I still needs think to be real. Dante's Inferno is the best one we could do, but I don't think anyone would fund that. They might do Pride and Prejudice. Like you could totally see them legit oh, doing yeah. a Pride and Prejudice Muppets. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I don't think there's any Hollywood producers convinced enough of the Mm -hmm. social cachet of Dante's Inferno that they would bother making a movie of it at all, let alone a Muppet spoof of it. If they made a Muppet spoof, that they would would cast Darcy as a human also? (sighs) I mean, they probably would. Right. I mean, because there are Muppet movies with multiple humans. Yeah. Treasure Island, it's the little boy Mm -hmm. and Tim Curry. Yep. They do have... Extras, even in Christmas Carol. Yeah. Belle. Yeah. The love interest was a human. Yep. And so they could just straight up cast a human if they were going to make it for real. Mm hmm. They probably do that, or they might create a new Muppet that's like, you know, <laughs> not a weirdo. They um, use the boring one from the new movies. Mm hmm. Grown up, boring one. Yeah. He's too little. But I guess he represents an adult Muppet because his brother is an adult. So, yeah, yeah I suppose huh. it does destroy some of the amusement for me. But we do still have the kind of love triangle where Lizzie yeah. is going after the Muppet instead of the yeah, human. Yeah, instead of the so human. Yeah. We do have that mm-hmm. right moment in the middle of it. Now that we're, uh, you know, 20 minutes into our podcast. Do you want to do a food heist? (laughs) I do want to do a food heist, but before we do that, I want to get back to something you mentioned earlier, the idea of just reusing a script. Okay, yeah. Because that is something people complain about movie remakes all the time, Mm -hmm. but in theater, that's just how it's done, Yes. right? No one ever says, oh, they're doing Hamlet again. Yeah. Grow some imagination. I mean, people who hate Hamlet are Mm -hmm. upset about Hamlet, But people who love theater, they're excited to see a new interpretation of the words and ideas that they've already know and love. Yeah. And so I have long thought that it would be amazing to take 
like old 80s TV shows. Uh-huh. Take Knight Rider. Knight Riders. Word for yeah. word. Mm-hmm. Brand new thing. Not with Muppets. You could do yeah. Knight Rider with Muppets, and, and I would pay you a million dollars. Is Knight Rider but... with Muppets better or Airwolf with Muppets? Oh, man. MacGyver with Muppets better than both of them, isn't it? 18. 18. Oh, nope. You win. 18, 18 with, with Muppets. Muppets. 18 with Muppets. Yeah. Who's who? Who's who? A team with Muppets. <laughs> okay. Old A team scripts. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. phew, clearly, Murdoch is Gonzo. Uh-huh. That is a gimme. Okay. Oh, boy. He's got rats, you know. Um, <laughs> he talks to rats. Talks to rats. Maybe no one else in the show could see Rizzo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Eh, yeah. That might yeah, be a good would, way to do it. That would make sense. Because um, isn't, isn't he always talking to leprechauns? I think so. maybe yeah. or he sees like gremlins a, a on leprechaun, the wings of his plane. In his, in uh, his I actually think or, Kermit yeah. would be a really good Hannibal. Yeah, he actually legit would. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. Hannibal does have a little bit of scenery chewing to him, yeah. but he also is more of a non-weirdo. Face is also kind of not a weirdo, but mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. So whose face? Who's the handsome one? Who? Uh, oh boy, handsome mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And you haven't cast Mr. T yet. I haven't cast Mr. T because I don't know who would make the best Mr. T. I mean, Mr. T could just be in just it as the human. As the human? Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. He's our one human. He's our human. B.A. I mean, Baracus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. T as himself. You cannot replace Mr. T. That makes sense. Yeah. Or maybe a Muppet Mr. T voiced by Mr. T. No, I say just a okay. B. Mr. T. Okay. Face then is feels like it's got to be Fozzie. Okay. Right? Yeah, Fozzie, Fozzie's a good cast on that. He'd be yeah. a good face. Yeah, he'd, he'd work. He'd work real well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. We, but we, yeah. Muppet mm-hmm. aside, yes. wouldn't you love to just see some old 80s action TV show? Remade, redone word for word. Played straight, better special played effects. Played straight, better special effects, new director, new cast, mm-hmm. same script. Yes, but it's the sort of thing that would only exist in our bizarre universe where people throw money at things that don't make any sense. <laughs> right? So the same universe where someone would fund a Muppet Dante's Inferno yes. is the one where someone would fund a word-for-word remake of a Knight Rider. Yeah. When they give us our own streaming service. Yep, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, people are just going to do this. Yeah, when they watch, just they watch gonna a, happen. They're going to be like, wow, they come up with really good ideas. They're like, all right, what's your slate? What goes in between the Great British Fake Off and, you know, Food Heist Unsolved yeah. Mysteries? CSI right? Food. CSI Food. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what goes in there and we'd be like all right muppet well, we, we've got a you, whole thing for you here buy us the muppets only a little cost right <laughs> i'm sure can't yeah disney will let that go. They, they buy us the muppets and we got a whole slate here we're gonna mm-hmm. put that in and then yeah. we also need all of the scripts for knight rider so we can pick our favorites which frankly mm-hmm. They can't be that expensive. They're just collecting dust right now. Mm -hmm. No one's using the original scripts for Knight Rider for anything. Mm -hmm. So this feels like a slam dunk. You can hear the phones ringing now. It's it's a slam dunk tax write-off. There's not a better tax write-off that you could come up with. (laughs) Did uh, you just producers us? Yeah, you just just producers us. Someone's going to sell 4,000% of this streaming service, then Mm -hmm. tank so they never have to pay back the investors. I bet we could make more money than Quibi did. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Did I tell you? Have I ever told the story how I met Jeffrey Katzenberg? No. Oh, wait. Yes. I this was the one where you had like 15 seconds yeah, 15 in seconds a hallway, right? In a hallway. Jeffrey yeah. Katzenberg. We, we talked about that on the podcast. 
that uh, it was scheduled for 15 seconds as he was walking between meetings. So, and he was the the quibby guy. It's interesting. Like, I respect him trying to do this different thing. But it was really interesting being in Hollywood when Quibi was happening Mm -hmm. because every producer or person I met with was like, do you have any ideas that could be done in seven minutes? I'm like, what? And it happened like four times in a row. And I'm like, all right, is this the, because the first time I'm like, what? And they're like, there is so much money being spent on this thing called Quibi. We have to produce something for it. I have a perfect Quibi show. Uh Story that can be told in seven minutes. Mm-hmm. The cold open of a CSI series, and they never make the rest of the episode. It is just every week a new person is brutally murdered, and then no one ever solves the crime. You are so good at losing money. <laughs> Why did I hire you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. These are the great ideas I'm bringing to Dragon Steel. So on our station, when they give it to us, right? Mm-hmm. This is going to be like, instead of station identification, if you just push play, because they don't do that, you know, we should have one where you just watch our slate, right? Yeah. Like the old, imitating the old sort of thing where it's like, we just want to watch what you have for us today. And, you know, this is our TGIF. Let's put it on. <laughs> and you'll get one of those in between each of the other episodes. You just check in yeah. and someone gets murdered. And yeah. then there's nobody who solves the crime. Yeah, and then you watch like the opening credits uh, to fill out the rest of the seven minutes. You have the of, credits you know, as well. CSI New Orleans or whatever, you know, made up thing we're going to do. This is such a bad idea. And then it never happens. I'm supposed to have the bad ideas. This is such a bad idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. This is a, such a horror ride idea. The murder without having to do any of the actual fun, interesting things for the rest of us. You just do the fun part for you. Yeah. Which is murder I'm, someone I'm in effigy. I'm glad that you backed off of the word fun because yes. I'm like, this, this yeah. is the fun That part. is the fun. The rest of us have fun watching the characters we care about catch the bad guy. You don't want that stuff. No. Nah. Well, you didn't no. need that stuff. It's, this is just ripped from the headlines. Dude runs down a hallway. He's carrying a key. chased by something. Chased by something. He turns around. He says... You and then another person kills him from behind that is not the you. Yeah. And then the key falls down and they don't take it. Mm-hmm. They take something else and then cut. Yeah. Yeah. There mm-hmm. we go. And then, you know. And then credits. Credits roll. Credits for five minutes. Yeah. Credits. It's about two minutes of opening credits uh-huh. and you get to see the whole cast. But also the end credits. You got to run who made this thing. <laughs> but you get to see, like, you know, the opening credits, 80s style where they turn. And they smile, and their name pops up on the screen. And it'd be all huge stars. Liam Neeson, Sandra Bullock. (laughs) I'm not going to ask if you've seen it, because... Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm sure you have, because this is the sort of weird thing that you love. So what was your reaction the first time you saw Too Many Cooks? Oh, I really loved Too Many Cooks. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't know what this is, I'm not going to spoil it, but... Go watch Too Many Cooks. (laughs) My reaction was... I enjoyed it, but it was like mounting horror and confusion and then laughter and then more horror and confusion. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Which is absolutely supposed to be your reaction. Yes. But what was yours? First of all, I had the kind of delightful 80s nostalgia of like, Uh oh, look, it's, you know, Uh they're doing a Family Ties ripoff or Uh whatever. And then, oh, no, wait, this is so much more interesting than I thought. Oh, wait, this is... Way more weird than I thought. Uh-huh. I rewatched it recently and I thought, uh-huh. oh, this really runs out of steam, doesn't it? But then it picks up again. Uh-huh. There's a moment where you're like, really? How long can they drag this out? 
And the fact that they drag it out past that point yeah. is part of what makes it, it work. It is. It's the same thing in a techno song where you're like, there's one or two mm-hmm. like repeats where you're like, come on, really? And then, you know, yeah. it changes and you're like, oh, okay. Like that making me wait made me want it mm-hmm. and made it more sweet when it happened. Sweet is the wrong term for too many yeah. cooks, but you know. <laughs> More bemused, nauseous, bemusedly nauseous. Bemused nausea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. That'd be a great title for our podcast. <laughs> bemused nausea? Bemused nausea. Who plays you when they decide to make the Muppets version the Muppets of our version life of story? This? The Muppets version of Intentionally Blank, are you human or am I human? I don't know. Or is neither of us human? Maybe it's like, you know, the Muppets version Octavia of- Octavia is human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, which Muppet? Yeah, which which, mu- which Muppet are you? Which Muppet are you? Oh man, is there a Muppets quiz we could take? There's got to be a Muppets quiz. I just can't imagine it's a good one. Mm. Maybe um, we need to have a researcher find us for a future episode. A Muppets quiz. Which yeah. Muppet are you? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Human, uh huh. Human Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to guess pre-quiz, uh-huh. which Muppet am I? Yeah. I don't know. It depends on what sphere of my life I am in, right? Okay. Okay. I don't think I'm a Kermit. A Muppet Show era Kermit, perhaps, mm-hmm. when he okay. was the person holding the madness together. That's not who I am at work, but that's absolutely who I am at home. Right. You know? Yeah, we all wear different hats. Like, I was going to say, I think I'm a Gonzo, but I'm actually a Kermit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm a Kermit who thinks he's a Gonzo, or yeah, you're very much a uh, oh, Kermit you know? here at Dragonsteel. Maybe, but maybe I'm truly a Fozzie, because Fozzie's all about the reveal. His reveals aren't funny; that's the <laughs> joke. But he is the performer, mm-hmm. and I do like the reveal. Okay, maybe I'm now. A... I want to recast Stormlight because now that you mention it, Fozzie is the perfect hoid. Oh yeah, the perfect wit. <laughs> My goodness, I don't know. I think maybe I'm a Rolf. Oh, yeah, you're a good Rolf. You're a Rolf who writes stories about murdering people. Yeah. But, I mean, let's be honest, you are also in a bishopric. You are the most respectable person in this building right now. (laughs) By kind of, you know, theological designation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Respectable or venerable? Ah, yeah, either one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that still works with Rolf really well. Yeah, it does. That's why I said Rolf, right? Yeah. You know, Rolf was, I'm sure I'm repeating a fact, everybody knows, but Rolf was Jim Henson's favorite. Yeah, well, he was the first one on TV too. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, the first of the Muppets. The first first of the Muppets. But the first Muppet was the Dancing M, right? Or something like that. The first one on TV, he Mm -hmm. had a bit part in a show. Uh Uh-huh. It was the... Some person who you're going to be surprised, and I mm-hmm. can't remember who it was, had their own TV show. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody unexpectedly strange. And Rolf was like a segment on it. And okay. he would come out and they'd sing a song together. I think there was one before that was, was like in commercials and things. Pile? But if you want to actually to know all of this, it's been a while since I watched it, but there's a YouTube channel that did a really great retrospective on Jim Henson's life. Mm-hmm. And it's actually called Defunct Land, which is normally they do reviews. Normally a Disney thing. Disney things. Which and I whatnot. guess Disney's been yeah. 
had the Muppets since 90-whatever. In my opinion, because I'm not a Disney rides person, they often talk about rides that used to exist and things mm-hmm. like that, which I'm not really that interested in. But for my money, the best thing they've ever made is the Jim Henson retrospective. It is great. Really well-researched, really well-made. love anything classic yeah. Muppets. I do know that the first real attempt at a Muppets on TV yeah. after you know the Rolf thing yeah. was on Saturday Night Live. Mm. They had a weird little recurring segment that ran once or twice and everyone hated it, but it proved to Henson and it proved to at least one executive that they could do a TV show and that's mm. where the Muppet Show came from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a biography of Jim Henson hmm. done through the lens of his work. So okay, go watch that, folks. That's really good. Yeah. Mm. So our final thing we need to decide then, which Muppet is Ben? Oh, oh, he's the fish guy. New Zealand? He's absolutely the boomerang fish fish thrower? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't he? I don't, he doesn't strike me as especially... New Zealand-esque. Because he, like, made us, like, stand on the stage and do things like he... Isn't he the Sam the Eagle? The you are all weirdos guy? So, he's like that's someone else... That's who he presents That's who he presents as. when he's around us. So, maybe. But I think he's the weird friend to everyone else who knows him. <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't you think? I, I think he probably... Now... Maybe he's, like, a totally normal person in the rest of his life. Maybe he is. I don't know. We'll have to ask Kathy because she knew him in a different sphere before. Maybe he's Scooter or whatever his name is, right? Like, what's his name? Scooter is eager to help. Yeah. Is Ben eager to help? He comes to writing group and hasn't written anything forever. Well, that's true. And he's a little fastidious, right? Yeah. And things like that. He was willing to eat hot sauce. That's true. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like a pessimistic version of Scooter, I think. Okay, so he's like Eeyore? A little more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, he's going to watch this episode and text He's going to watch this and he's going to text both of us. He's going to text us Which he does. Every episode. Every time we say something he disagrees with. Yeah. And he's going to say, obviously I am blank. Yeah. And put it in there and... Okay, so mm-hmm. he is going to pick Sam the Eagle as his Muppet. You think he is? And I think he's going to pick Rabbit as his Winnie the Pooh character. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see if Ben agrees with your assessments. Mm-hmm. He does spend a lot of time saying you're all weirdos, so <laughs> that is legit. Yeah. Are we going to actually do a food heist? Or yes, we okay, we'll do the food heist. This one is fun because this one, a bunch of stuff was stolen and they don't even know where it came from. <laughs> so this happened in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And a community police officer pulled a guy over, saw a vehicle that was driving erratically, okay. pulled it over, mm-hmm. and the guy stopped very politely. Uh-huh. And the direct quote is, I soon thought there is a smell to this. Now, that has gone through Google Translate. I don't know what that originally was when it was in Dutch, Mm. but... That sounds like a very Dutch thing to say. Yeah. It might have just been that. Mm -hmm. So basically, and I apologize for this pun, but it's also true, something smelled really fishy. And he popped the guy's trunk, found 190 bags of salmon and 40 bags of shrimp. 
In the trunk. Yeah. That's in a... the trunk of the car. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so now they are trying to figure out where it all came from. They think that there are several Lidl's. Lidl is a popular European kind of convenience store, grocery store. Okay. And they figure this must have come from several different branches. But at least as of oh, the time so this article was written. They were like store wrapped and things. You yeah. said bags. I'm, I'm imagining like garbage bags. No, like packages of fish. Packaged okay. fish. Is smelling fish from the supermarket probable cause for searching a person's car? Perhaps it is in the Netherlands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Not here in the land of the free. Land of the free and home of the brave. <laughs> land of uh, the brave yeah. and home of the free. So what excites me about free this story of is that... Land of the home. Like, it didn't start because someone at Lidl reported that someone had stolen 190 bags of fish. Yes. It started with a guy just smelling a car. I wonder if, you know, they have civil forfeiture or whatever that thing is that's ridiculous that they shouldn't mm -hmm. have. What is that? Whatever it's called. Yeah, it's like forfeiture. Forfeiture where it's like we find you with a bunch of money. It, it turns out it's actually yours, but we get to keep it, which is total bonkers. Yeah. I wonder if they have like fish forfeiture, you know? The Netherlands version of civil yeah. forfeiture like we is- We caught you with too much fish. Forfeiture? Yeah. You can't cross, you know, province or whatever county lines with this much fish, sir. You've and then they start going the through fish. the minutia of it, and they're like, well, if it had been pickled fish, yeah. you would have been allowed. Mm -hmm. well, smoked fish, it would have been okay in this other part of the country. Yeah. Or you got to have a mix of the different types of fish, just like, you know. Mm -hmm. You can't transport this much fish. It just... Your ratio of fish to shrimp is yes. such that I am legally allowed to take all of it mm -hmm. home. Because, I mean, if I caught a guy with 120 bags of fish, I would... Not immediately assume it was stolen, right? Like you would assume he's just having like a cookout for his friends. It's a lot of fish, but I would assume like okay, maybe he's transporting it. But was it on ice? Like I think if it was on ice, it wouldn't have had the smell, right? right? Like there's so many baffling things about this story. Yeah. That so yeah, like, well, he and takes the fish to steal. Here's the least informative paragraph of this article. Okay. What the apparent fish enthusiast intended with it is unknown. That is still being investigated. So yeah, and there actually is nothing in here to say how they know that it was stolen. Maybe mm -hmm. they just asked him for a receipt like he was leaving a Costco. Okay. I don't yeah. know. It's not the most detailed article, but somebody stole 190 bags of fish, 40 bags of shrimp. You ever been to the Netherlands? I've been through Amsterdam. Okay. That's Netherlands. I've been through Amsterdam's airport several times. I've never actually left the airport. And I know that doesn't count for some people. But Does I still count, count Netherlands as one of the countries I visited. For me, when I went through the airport and then because of air traffic controller strikes in France, I ended up with a 10-hour layover. And so I left the airport and saw Amsterdam and then went back to the airport. Okay, that, does, does that, that count? totally counts. Okay. That absolutely counts. One of my favorite experiences ever, because I just tweeted, I'm stuck in Amsterdam <laughs> in the airport. It's 10 hours. Are there any fans out there who want to hang out? And this is, you know, this is early 2010s, maybe late 2000s. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not as prominent as I was then. 
And I still had like 12 people show up and show me around. It's awesome. There was a really great English language bookstore. We went and got, you know, some some Dutch food. We saw, you know, the dam of Amsterdam. You know, we saw all the kind of Brandon sort of things, not the things that Amsterdam's mostly known for. <laughs> no one took you out for weed or whatever? No, nope, no, nope, but, you know. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. The worst of those kind of layover things that I mm-hmm. had so when I lived in Germany, I had some kind of book tour in the U.S., uh-huh. and then the schedule was such that I had to fly home. I was able to be home in Stuttgart for just a couple of hours, mm-hmm. and then I had to get on another plane and fly to Lisbon for a book fair in Portugal. And because I was flying from L.A. into Heathrow, which is the worst airport Heathrow is not the worst airport. Heathrow, no. Dallas-Fort Worth is the worst airport. But Heathrow, I've had more delays at Heathrow than at any other airport. I still think Dulles is the worst. It's Chicago, right? No, it's uh, D.C. Oh, D.C. I've only flown in there once. Okay. And it was the middle of the night, and it actually was fine. Okay. I know a lot of people complain about it. You didn't have to transfer, though. Transferring is where it's rough. Dulles, yeah. No. Anyway. I hate Heathrow. Anyway. Okay. So the point of the story is Mm -hmm. we got into Heathrow so late that my flight to Stuttgart had already left. Mm -hmm. And because these were actually two separate travels, they couldn't get me to just send me to Portugal. They Mm -hmm. couldn't get me a different plane that would get me anywhere. The one way that they were able to get me home to Stuttgart in time to catch my plane to Lisbon... Please tell me it's back of a bus with John Candy. No, that would have been amazing. Well, did he like played accordion for yes. me? No, it was they flew me to Paris and put me in a hotel there overnight. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, Paris to Stuttgart and then Stuttgart to Portugal. We should do an entire episode on travel. Travel mishaps. Mishaps and touring. Okay. But we actually talked this whole time without getting to our topic. We had a topic? Yeah, we talked about it before. Oh, Okay, don't I don't worry. remember what it was. So, how's that, Ben? 